Welcome back, fuck demons. To Sex News with Ray. That's Nicholas you heard typing on his end. To get weekly episodes, feel free to subscribe at patreon.com slash sexnewswithray. Today we're joined by Nicholas Bueno, who is going to talk about himself right now. Yeah, what's up? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Canadian comedian. I've been doing stand-up for just over three years now. Originally from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, I don't tell people that, though, so you didn't hear me say that. Uh, I've been living in Toronto for just over a year, and that's it. That's all I got for right now. Really? What do you do for work? Like what do I do for, oh, job. yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, duh, duh. I do social media stuff, and uh, how we connect is because one of my clients is a sex toy company, uh, and that's a lot of fun. Um, although it does look like the page looks like it's run by a guy, so... Okay, wait. I'm going to have to figure out what the pages later we're going to discuss, and I will let you oh, know yeah. what I think of, of it. Of course, of course. It, yeah. it's, it, it's, it absolutely looks like it's run by a guy. Like, okay, wait. I, Just tell me now, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review it live for our listeners. It's the Peachwood. I'm not saying it's not funny. I'm not saying it doesn't do what it does well. I'm just saying, like, if people were on it, they'd be like, I can tell a man does this. Okay, I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, mm-hmm. it's followed by mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you, you do, do the fun. graphics, or do you just do, like, the posts? I, I do everything. Okay, cool. So I'm seeing here a rabbit style vibrator and it says our variety is off the charts 100. DM us Peachwood 2021 to get exclusive promos and offers. I mean, it's just your typical marketing stuff. All right. Okay, go to the go to the reels. Okay. The reels and like the memes. I'm are, seeing a meme that says, what's the biggest turn off a person you're interested in could do? Let us know in the comments. Excellent engagement post right there. Thank Guys, expectations of women during sex after watching too much porn and it's uh, SpongeBob and it's Patrick with just gargling snowballs in the yeah, back of his throat. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, these yeah, are solid taking, taking these are solid i guess um getting a comedian to run your sex toy page is probably a good idea I instead think of so. gym membership buy some toys on peachwood.com and burn calories in a more fun way then we've got your hard to swallow pills meme sex toys make your sex life better is yeah. that a hard to swallow pill maybe not for my listeners i'm yeah yeah maybe i'm, I'm barking up the wrong tree or this i mean actually i will say <laughs> this i've always had a fantasy of like being with a woman and her using her vibrator during sex and the first time it happened, I was like, "Yo, this sucks." Why? And I don't think I don't think it was the vibrator's fault though. I think it was just the the chemistry with the woman wasn't great. There's a reason Maybe she the felt the need to pull out the vibrator. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Kid, the sex wasn't terrible. I feel bad now, but like it just the chemistry was off. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, if if you if you two don't enjoy each other's kisses, the sex isn't going to be good. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care what you say. That's that's my iron rule of sex. If the kissing isn't good, the sex is going to be underwhelming. I have some kinky friends who, like, hated kissing their partners and had to train them how to kiss better, but, like, enjoyed everything else that they did. But, like, because they didn't like the kissing, it was really hard because, like, you know, you want to, like, build up heat with making out. And they're like, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do that part. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not the sex is going to be bad. It's just underwhelming. Like, there's there's always something missing. You know what I mean? Um, I've never had sex with someone that I didn't like kissing. Wow, I think you. I think, <laughs> I think I, I think that was usually like, no, I've had sex that I didn't enjoy, but it definitely sure, wasn't sure, with like course. people who were bad at kissing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I think that's something that people worry a bit too much about, and it's like, well, if you're just kind of like into it and you don't keep your mouth completely closed, you'll probably be fine. Yeah, you're, but you're like probably. It's... I once, uh, my first, one of my first boyfriends uh, thought that kissing with tongue did involve jamming your tongue as far back down the person's throat as you could possibly get it. See, and I'm that's like, what I've heard about guys. <laughs> yeah, that's what you've heard about guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm self-conscious if I try to use tongue. I'm like, don't try to lick their uvula. Well, I have hot. met, I've like met one or two women. Mom, if you're listening to this episode, please stop and come back in three minutes. Yeah. I know you don't listen to every episode, but like if you are, come back in three minutes. Um, yeah, so yeah, there yeah. was this one a woman that I made out with and she made out like a dude. I had no other way of explaining it other than like, it was very much like very tongue focused, like doing the like big circle thing, jamming it down your throat. And I'm assuming that she was making out with other people who enjoyed her kissing style. But like me and a lot of other people I know are a lot less tongue in the mouth and a lot more tongue is like an additional accessory that you can use. Yeah, I see. I I have like my tongue's kind of limited. I don't think I can get it down somebody's throat. It's very... It's not very long. Can you stick it out for me right now? Yeah, sure. You're right. It's actually quite wide and short. Yeah, it's it's. I have a tongue chode, <laughs> so it's like I'm kind of blessed that I can't like even if I wanted to. If I tried to like reach behind somebody's teeth, I don't think I could do it. I, I even mean, tried. Like the last time I was with somebody, I even tried because they're like, "You should be more like aggressive with your tongue." I'm like, "Okay," and I'm just like, "They're like, never mind. They, we take it back." 
They could, well, I mean, they didn't have any problems because if they want, they could like easily have overpowered me with their tongue. So I'm like, yeah, I don't think you're going to have an issue, to be honest. <laughs> uh, real question though, like, what are your kind of lingus skills like having a chode of a tongue? If you don't mind sharing. Uh, I like to think they're good. I think every guy likes to think they're good. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those things that like, I've read, I've read She Comes First by Ian Kerner. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended yeah. book that I haven't read yet. Great book. Great book. But like, sometimes it can be, it can be a little, cause he's like, let me put it this way. You just started playing basketball and he's like, this is how you run the triangle offense in the NBA. Mm. So it's, you're like, uh, I know how to dribble now. And he's like, yeah, split cuts in the Warriors offense. And you're like, dude, I'm so lost. So it's like most guys can't, I mean, not most guys. I can't say that because I've never been eaten out by a guy and I don't have a vagina. So like, I can't tell you, <laughs> but <laughs> from what I've heard, most guys aren't very good at it. And this, I, this is, this is my, this is my theory on sex this is my and like I've, I've had the kind of sex where it's like i feel like this should be porn and we've come at the same time and i'm like this should be illegal because <laughs> this is scary good this is a scary amount of dopamine i'm getting right now i think sex comes down to if if there's effort and enjoyment of the person the sex will be good no matter what that's my personal opinion some people think i'm insane for thinking that but this com- comes down to the same thing with eating out as well like if 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 you're like showing effort and even if you just kind of be like, Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel kind of embarrassed. Can you provide some direction? You'll probably get there. Yeah. At some I, point. The, the times that people have been bad at eating me out are the times that they are not taking direction or get offended because yes. like giving directions, it's really hard to do it in a sexy way when you are literally uh-huh. trying to like pinpoint the tiniest millimeter of difference in both yeah, like yeah, pressure yeah, yeah. and position. So if you're like, okay, a little bit to the left, little bit, little bit more, a little bit. Oh, I didn't, I don't think I actually meant that. I actually think I meant this. Yeah. And they're like, you're trying to yeah. figure out together. Cause like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't yeah. look at it. Like, I don't have a mirror. I'm not watching myself while I'm doing it. So I'm trying to like pinpoint that. And I have had guys be like, oh, I can't do anything right for you. And I'm like, well, now you certainly can't. Yeah. Now it's weird. Now, now it's, it's now weird. it's, you could have, we could have gotten there, but now I don't want to yeah. have sex with you at all. I'm also somebody like I've never come from head ever. So like my thing is like you're down there. That's enough. Like, <laughs> you're like this is a fun time. Yeah, this is this is like I get turned on by somebody just going down there and like going for it. So I'm like the fact that you're doing it is like it's already a ten out of a ten experience. I know that you're not asking for my advice as a sex educator, but, um, but I, I do want to know: Have you tried having them put a finger up your butt while they're going while they're giving you head? I've heard that, and no, I haven't. But have I, you okay, here... like have you experienced like have you tried any like have you let them like lick your butthole? Have you like tried any of that? I okay, I don't want anybody to get near my butthole until I know what's going on down there. And I've tried. I've played around with it in the shower. I've played around with it. It's kind of like the way I see it as of right now. And maybe I should get more into it because I, I I saw this girl recently who was like. I kind of like want to peg you. And I'm like, that's like, as of like this year, not going to happen at all. Now I'm not going to say I'm totally against it. Cause what if it's the greatest thing ever? And I'm just like afraid of being called gay by my guy friends. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss out on tremendous sex. Sorry. If you want to cut that, you can cut that. No, no I'm not going to cut that. What I will say is I once led a how to at Oasis mom, please stop listening again. Yeah. Please. Um, I once led a how to, and so if you need any tips, um, please call me. I, will. I absolutely will. If you need help, you was... need tips, you let me know. If you're like, today well, is there... the day, this is the year. I know I said it wasn't the year, but I am yeah, curious. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, just as you were saying, like, uh, I, you made a lot of basketball references that I did not understand. But um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to say, like, you know, you don't need to go all the way to the major league uh, basket hoop thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that. Yeah, there's like a lot of like smaller, smaller steps you can take to figure out if you'd be into it yeah. before then, <laughs> before committing yeah. to letting someone, you know, do that. Yeah, because that that's the thing. I was like, cause I remember when uh, in 2017, uh, a basketball player, very good, but like like Dwayne Wade, if you know what that is, Gabriel Union's husband. Uh, Sports. Yeah, he, he came out and he's like, yeah, like I, my wife plays my ass. Like, it's great. Yeah, and, because uh, like, it is great. Every guy on my team was like, I, I still played in college at the time, was in shock. And I'm like, who cares? Like, it's, it's pro- probably okay. feels good. You meet Let's guys. You meet guys who are like, if someone plays with your butthole, that makes you gay. I'm like, even if it's a woman playing with your butthole, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, yeah, yeah. That's being into penises was what made you gay. 
Yeah, it kind of negates the uh, entire definition of the word gay, I think, anyways. But that's just me. Um, but yeah, um, no, I've never had, never had somebody finger my butthole during oral. Try it. Maybe see if that works for you. You know, a little Maybe. bit of the ball squeeze, a little bit of the taint rub. Like, make sure there's lube. Lube is important. Yeah. You can get, like, a finger condom because fingers are wobbly. Uh, and you, like, yeah, lube yeah. it up and you let them, like, play with the outside. Rub up, like, make them, like, or even when you're jerking off next time, like, put just, like, pressure or yeah. grab that, grab, like, a bullet vibrator. And just like hold it on the outside. Yeah, like don't put it inside. Just like put a little bullet. I know you have access to sex toys probably since you do social media. Yeah. Just like hold a bullet vibe against the outside and then see how that goes. And um, I'm sure our listeners want to know how that goes. So you'll have to report Uh, back. Absolutely, of course. (laughs) Oh, here's another thing. My balls are ticklish. Okay, so. so I feel feel bad about that. Like if somebody's going down there and like they, I feel bad in my head because like they, I can tell when their head starts going lower. I'm like, okay, here it comes. I'm like. Let's just like let's hold out. I can I can do this. And then they start sucking and I start laughing and like, is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, it's sorry. <laughs> you're like, I'm t- do you like giggle though? Is it like the kind of thing where you're laughing like a deep man laugh, or do you just start giggling like a little girl? No, I do like a full like I just saw the funniest thing I ever saw in my entire <laughs> life. Body laugh. Like it comes out and I there's no there's no stopping it. Yeah, no one likes to be laughed at in the bedroom unless it's your kink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, and so it's like it's one of those things. Where like I can, I think they can tell. Like they know I'm not laughing at them because like, even if I was trying to demean them, like you don't laugh that hard. It's not <laughs> that's yeah. forced. That's forced. So they're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Oh, I, I have ticklish balls." And then they start laughing harder than I did, and I go, "Yeah, it's pretty funny." <laughs> you can just, you can just, you can just avoid it. <laughs> so we should probably talk about the news article of the day. Yeah, we've, let's do we've it. really let's discussed do it. what you like in the bedroom quite a lot. So listeners, now you know, Nicholas Bueno doesn't want you to touch his balls. Open to you touching his butthole. Will accepted. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. important uh, distinction on the last one. I definitely will. Yeah. All right. So uh, today's article is called Is the Mainstreaming of Sexual Wellness Liberating or Yet Another Thing for Us to Optimize? It's from the Globe and Mail, February 13th, 2022. So, uh, like, non Canadian listeners, strap in. You're about to get a crash course in the Canadian shopping experiences and all mm-hmm. of our major retailers. Vibrators are going mainstream, and by that, they mean mainstream retailers are stocking them under the categories of self-love and self-care. And the first two notable retailers were Urban Outfitters and Anthropology. although I personally remember vibrators being sold at Spencer's Gifts pretty much yeah. since high school. And like you'd be like, what is that? Is it a candle? And then as you got older, you're like, what is that? Where does uh-huh. it go? Um, so, you know, but Spencer's Gifts was really sketchy and had a lot of sexist, misogynistic t-shirts to go with it. Um, All right, so even Sephora is now selling vibrators from Modern Dam, a woman-friendly brand. In 2020, Indigo, which is our big chain bookstore, carries toys, lubricants, and books from sexual health educators Jen Gunter and Emily Nagoski. In 2021, The Bay, our big department store, hopped on the trend selling vibrators online and at two pop-ups. So that's, you know, Google online shopping there. The sexual wellness industry ballooned to $12 billion in 2019 in the U.S., And while many still associate sex toys with sketchy stores, many independent feminist shops break the stereotype, and most of these stores cater to women. There are also new apps like OMGS, Furley, Rosie, and uh, Dipsy, which cover everything from education to erotica. By the way, highly recommend the website OMGS. Nicholas, if you are looking for how to eat a girl out or like how to better like do things with the clitoris, OMGS is basically a video library with a video game portion of like how to touch the clitoris and they have to take your mouse and like move it until the person orgasms and they're like this is orbiting this is and like there's the external versus the internal sections of the library it's nuts you ever okay you ever you ever been on i mean i'm sure you've been on porn sites uh no i haven't i do this sex podcast never been on a porn site Uh, yeah definitely don't (laughs) run a monthly porn watch party at oasis (laughs) (laughs) where they're like uh oh wait okay why does that sound so familiar oasis oh okay because because i've told you about the sex club i work at worked at i okay actually i think i uh i know somebody who works there anyways because there's there's a sex club in winnipeg where i'm from called aquarius and it literally just looks like a tin box (laughs) there's no signs on it and it's in a really fucking sketchy part of town um but anyways uh yeah so you know those games or like the ads where it's like don't play this game or you'll come in five seconds yeah like that was me when i was reading she comes first and he's like yeah then like lick the bottom of her vagina and he's like her vulva he's like very scientific he's like all the way from the bottom to the top 
pressing your flat tongue against her clitoris as you get to the top and slowly move it over that. And I'm like, I'm getting hard reading this. Like, I need to go jack off. This is weird. <laughs> you <laughs> so should, this video um, game, I, I'm not going to last. Like, I'm going to last. I think effect. it'll be worth the, like, $5 a month it costs you then because it's mm. going to be nuts. Yeah, that'd be better than browsers. Fuck porn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was going, I, oh fuck, I had like three thoughts and all of them left my head as, as soon as you said that, but like the video game portion is definitely fun, but have you seen those? Oh, have you seen those video games that are like, um, like they're like dating Sims type games, like but like with really hot people. Yeah. But it's all like cartoons and like you literally <laughs> oh. play your way through them fucking other characters. Interesting. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Cause I was going to say like, you might, if you're into video games, there are like RPG, not RPG. They're like story-based games where like you play a character and like your job is to like go on as many dates as possible and try and fuck as many of the characters as possible. And it's like, you know, anime titties or anime dick, depending on your preference. Interesting. I remember I remember act like finding out what meat and fuck was when I was a kid. My friends and I played Can, it. Online. What is meat and fuck? Because I don't think I've heard it's of meat and fuck. Probably the same thing. Just like you it's like uh it's like a, a game where you like answer questions and it's just like anime porn and then yeah. like there's no there's no losing essentially there's no like you you could be like ah i want to fuck your dad and she'd be like what'd you say and then it, like gives you another chance and you just you can't lose like if, yeah <laughs> eventually you get to what she wants to hear and then you just fuck her and we were we were like in grade five we were scarred and the next day at school we just didn't bring it up <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna get back to the article <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 okay so it says a lot of the this is a quote from the article a lot of the issues that women struggle with are deep-seated how we're raised culturally and what we feel we have agency for and are entitled to said carlisle jansen sex and relationship therapist and founder of good for her which is a canadian feminist sex toy store in toronto miss mm-hmm. jansen cool. says that in the new retail offerings and apps there is permission to self-pleasure to feel desire to not feel desire to ask for what you want your fair share of the pleasure for so many women, we didn't get that message. Miss Jansen sees the new sleek era of sex toys helping ease stigma. It's about making it less dirty and more of a tool. A tool akin to a toothbrush or razor, she said. And then at this point, the article shifts in tone, questioning whether marketing sex toys under health and wellness is really all that healthy. So a few more quotes. While selling vibrators with a health halo allows major retailers to promote these products without offending existing customers, it also does away with the idea of sex and orgasms for their own sake, for pleasure and fun. The newest framing of masturbation is that it's part of self-care. The picture is you're doing this for your health. You're not doing it just because you're horny, said Hallie Lieberman, journalist, sex and gender historian, and author of Buzz, the stimulating history of the sex toy. In today's marketing, Ms. Lieberman sees parallels to the late 1800s and early 1900s when vibrating toys were sold under the guise of beauty and health. Take Ms. Johnson, who told Vogue in November 2020, To me, taking care of your body in a sexual way should be the same as taking care of your body in terms of nutrients, skin care, exercise. Ms. Lieberman cautions that this retail-driven repositioning of sex morphs it into one more aspirational pursuit for women to optimize in. And then the article continues to describe the latest in sex toy technology. Sleek design, cute colors, not human, body-safe materials. Um, Which, by the way, I actually went to, I just finished, uh, like, over the past year, my sexual health educator certification course. And I've been Mm -hmm. working on getting certified. And one of the speakers Mm -hmm. who came in, came and talked about like the latest technology of sex toys and how a lot of the old versions of sex toys were like racist and sexist and heterosexist and looked a lot like, here's a giant dong. All you want is a giant (laughs) dong that rotates in a circle. And now it's very much like it doesn't look like genitals at all because what you need to stimulate your genitals is like a sleek egg shape that you can hold if you want to grind or like something with a pinpoint if you need more pinpointed pressure and... Like, none yeah. of it, it's like cute colors and not at all in, like an intimidating fist. Yeah, this one girl I was seeing, she had a magic wand. It was literally like the size of my forearm. And I yeah. was like, does it need to be that big? She's like, well, yeah, because like it's got a powerful, not engine, what's the right word? It's got a powerful, like the motor. Yeah, a motor. There you go. It's got a powerful motor. She's like, I'm not like sticking it in me. I just, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, it is amazing how many people think vibrators are to be stuck in you. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Um, mo- I mean, I actually won't go there. That's we'll, we'll keep going. Yeah, just move on. Okay. The article continues. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Body safe materials. I should add that like those giant fists and a lot of those jelly dongs are not body safe and you should put a condom on them while we're at it. I noticed from oh. the website that I went through that it looks like yours, the ones that your retailer is selling are like mostly body safe. But there's yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. ones made of materials that are actually like porous and absorb bacteria that you could never Ooh. properly clean. And people don't know this because they assume if they're selling it, that must be body safe. But a lot of yeah. them aren't. 
Could you imagine you got an STD from fucking a toy? You can I actually, <laughs> if you don't clean it properly in between. You can, yeah, give your, yeah. you can actually give yourself an STI. If you had an STI, pleasure yourself with the toy. Yeah. Don't clean the toy. Get tested, get treated. Go back to using the toy. You can re-give yourself an STI. Okay, so, the, okay, I'll, I'll start my point like this. My friend, my friend used to be in prison, and he goes, there are two types of people in this world, huggers and kickers. People who need to be kicked to get the most out of them, and not like vicious or anything just like come on like uh, they need a bit of a bump and people who need to be hugged most guys need to be hugged when it comes to the world of dating and sexuality because they're like the, there's no positive outlet for guys to be like i like sex and <laughs> not feel like an insecure idiot so like for example i i have this bit in stand-up where i go uh you know we we have this one toy i i, I tell like a couple jokes about the catalog that i work for and i go we have this one toy called the arc wave ion which is supposed to be the closest thing a man can get to a female orgasm. And then I kind of like let it sit and I kind of look funny at the crowd and I go, so it only works when you're alone. And then, ah, <laughs> that's, a, that's very good. Thank you. Thank you. And then I go, guys, let's be honest. Being alone is the only acceptable context to use a sex toy. Cause if I'm with a woman and she pulls out her vibrator, I'm like, yeah, let's go. But if I'm with a woman and I pull out my elite vacuum mega beta 4.0, it's fucking weird. It's not, it's not hot. So th all this to say, guys can get very insecure. If I gave myself an STD with a toi, I would never tell anybody. Ever. <laughs> I just throw it uh, out well, and lie. I do feel like you're a comedian, so you would probably tell everybody on stage. Yeah, I, yeah, it would feel I, your I comedy. Would, and I, I also like I tell on myself constantly. I can't stop. But like most guys, if you gave yourself like chlamydia, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I do yeah, want to add that, like, I, we say this, but, like, let's just, uh, because I'm an educator, I just want to remind everyone, you cannot spontaneously get an STI. You don't mm -hmm. get them from just existing and having sex. You must have sex with someone who has an untreated STI. Yeah. They may pass it to you because they don't know that they have an STI because it's asymptomatic, mm -hmm. right? Like, they're bacteria looking for a host body. You do not spontaneously get chlamydia from just existing yeah. while horny. <laughs> just in case. Okay, cool. I need to make sure that that was clear. Yes, um, perfect. Well, I mean, one topic that I find very fascinating is like this whole article is is talking about, um, you know, these stores cater to women and like what makes these stores women friendly versus everyone friendly? Because mm -hmm. we have these assumptions of like the CD porn sex stores catered to men, the ones with like the curtain and all the porn. But like, is the question really <laughs> that they catered to no one, but they were just the only option and men were like, eh, if this is what it takes. That's 100% true. That's the funniest thing I've heard all week. That's so that's so good. Because I was, I was talking to I like talking to women about this because I go, you know, when people go like men and women are just as horny, I go, that's not true. Like, there are some women that are but like guys have like so much more testosterone in their bodies. Like, for some women, it's physically impossible to know what that's like not that that's right or wrong but it just is right like and some of my women friends are gonna be pushed back They're like that's not true i'm like have you ever wanted to fuck the wall <laughs> and they're like what does that even mean i'm like where if i like there were par parts where i was growing up if i didn't fuck something like if i didn't rub my dick against something and come i felt like i was gonna die and they're like, yeah, I've never been that horny once. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a weekly occurrence. Have you ever done the thing where you go so long without sex or masturbating that, like, the knot hole in the tree starts to look really, really sexy? <laughs> Legit, yeah. So, like, the sex toy shop is, you're right, it's, it doesn't even appeal to guys. It appeals it to nobody. A, it appeals to, but, yeah. Feel but free guys to take that and so, make, a, make a comedy I, I bit will, out of it. Yeah. But, and but guys are so horny. They're like, I'll just do it. This, this is all we got. Yeah, like these women-friendly sex toy stores are like actually very everyone-friendly. And I could see someone going into one of these stores that's like clean and nice and like pastel colors. And they've got the book educational yeah. section. And, you know, there's like a really pleasant uh, gender-neutral person sitting at the desk. And you're not quite sure how they identify. And that kind of turns you on a little, you know? Like that's, you know, you go into that kind of a place. And, uh -huh. you know, you're like, I want to buy the, uh, you know, Arc Reactor Mega Vibrator Sonic Boom, uh, you know? <laughs> with attachment like that's the person's like yes right this way we have the latest models you know like anyway yeah yeah exactly so i'm just writing down cliff notes i remember to write that joke down later because i got a big show tomorrow i think that's actually a really good tag so thanks i'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah I'll, no problem you if you could it. somehow work in a way that like i stole that from a sex educator you know that would be great or like you know yeah i'm kidding yeah I, you don't I, have I, to but in life no because I, I if i can i think that can make it funnier where it's like yeah i and I wasn't the one who made that distinction a woman told me, which makes perfect sense. Because I'm just like, oh, sex, oh, oh, porn, titties, 
like a caveman and then yeah. like women are like yeah no that's <laughs> have S- dignity <laughs> <laughs> demand more for yourselves <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah exactly oh no, man I, could I you mean, imagine if like the, instead of the flashlight looking like uh, like vulva lips in a in a in like a uh what like a microphone tube it was yeah, like yeah. the same like beautiful pastel and it, you could get by like flower shapes or like, i don't know what do men find attractive it's shaped like a sport ball um, yeah. <laughs> or like I don't know a dog. What do men like? I don't know. I think yeah, the dog one would be a bit <laughs> weird, but I'm sure guys would still do it. Like, <laughs> it's have you ever you ever you ever watched Tom Segura stand up? No. Oh my god, you need to watch. Uh, what the fuck is it? It's uh, it's unforgivable or something. It's one of his. It's the second latest one. It's from 2018. And uh, he goes, uh, one of his bits, like, this woman comes up to him and goes, I'm super horny. And, like, obviously trying to fuck him after the show. And he goes, cool. She goes, I'm horny the way guys are horny. And he goes, no, you're not. And she goes, yeah, I am. And he tells, like, this story. And I I don't want to ruin it because the bit is fucking hysterical. But it's about sex toys and it's about buying porn because he grew up in the 90s, right? And, like, you have to buy porn from a store. So I I encourage you, I'll I'll send you a link afterwards if you want to make like a reaction video or a reaction bonus pod section. It's really fucking funny. And I think it perfectly describes everything that we've just talked about. So, and the premise is that like, he's trying to prove to him and they're like, no, you're not horny the way guys are horny. This is how horny guys are. Well, Um, what I will tell you is that you should definitely read a book called Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski because it talks about- Oh uh, yeah, well you've heard about like, there's the like um high accelerator no brakes. That's the closest yes. you can get to like horny like a guy is horny, I think. But yes. I would say that like we are definitely generalizing because there are lots sure. of men with a variety of sexualities as well and there are course, other guys course, who like are not as horny. But I would yeah. say like the the horniest man definitely <laughs> like a bit of a monster, you know? Yeah, ex- exactly. It's like, like one of those things Everything you own is just covered in cum at all times at some point. It's it's like it's one of those things where it's like uh I, I don't know the difference between guys and girls. Like the average guy thinks I could beat a WNBA player one-on-one. It's like, no, you'd lose. But just because Kevin Durant would kick your ass more <laughs> doesn't mean you'd beat <laughs> yeah. Candace Parker. You know what I mean? Like Candace Parker would beat the hell out of you. Kevin Durant would just beat you more if that's possible somehow. Cause you're an average guy. Yeah. Sports. Um, I believe that the, <laughs> the scientific way that you would describe this is that there is far more variation amidst exactly. one, one sex than there is between the sexes. Yes. And just because, you know, we are generalizing, right? Like yeah. guys tend to be blank. Yes. There's of course there are exceptions, but yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm fair. No, I mean, your, your metaphors are like a- excellent. I wish I understood them better. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I, I have basketball references for everything. Now, they don't always land, but I does that stop me from making them? I understood Absolutely the gist. So far, I've understood the gist of everything you're saying. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> that, that's a, that, as yeah. long as we get there, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Okay, I'm going to uh, go back to the article because there's more. Um, yeah, please. Okay, so the article discusses an issue with non-sexuality stores carrying sex toys. Still, they worry that staff at large department stores might lack the expertise or nuance to guide first-time customers in this realm. When the two opened Red Tent Sisters, it's a quote from someone, a sexuality store in Toronto's East End in 2007, they remembered getting into hour-long conversations with customers about complex intimacy issues that lay beyond the fix of a toy or lubricant. Having the toy in your hand doesn't guarantee pleasurable experiences. And then the article ends by saying that the next step in pleasure marketing is going to be advertising orgasms for their own sake. And that's the summary of the whole thing. I like it. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely gone on a few tangents here, but I'm fine with where we of went course. with it. <laughs> um, I guess, is there still a taboo around buying sex toys as a man? Because there used to be, and that's still sort of the conversation, right? Like women get to go and buy yeah. like a giant dong or a vibrator or an egg or whatever. And if a guy says, I own a fleshlight, most people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Yeah, there definitely is still a stigma. I mean, even going back to what I said, like uh, about the basketball player, a rich, famous, like masculine man is like, I like my butthole being played with. And his wife's like hot by like, and like according to societal standards, like this is what we want a man to be. And he's like, I like my butthole being played with. And everybody's like, whoa, dude, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? (laughs) That's, you're pushing it. It's like, you're gay now. And he's like, I'm married to a woman. Yeah, yeah, you fuck guys? And he's like, no, not what I said. <laughs> and so there, there definitely is. There definitely is still a stigma around guys buying sex toys. Even he, even with some women that I've, I've hooked up with or like been with. I'm like, if I had a sex toy, would you find that weird? Be honest. They're like, yes. I'm like, okay. 
Not that I like. Not that. And I then you're like, close the drawer filled with all the free product <laughs> from your job, and you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, yeah. I try to like subtly do it. Like I roll over and cuddle them, and like push the drawer closed <laughs> with my foot. Yeah, pull the butt plug out of your ass and <laughs> chuck it over your shoulder. <laughs> now it's lodged in there deep. They're not gonna find it. That, yeah. That, that one it's, I don't have to worry. It wasn't about. a toy at all. You forgot to do the flared base. It's lost forever. It, yeah. yeah literally it's literally just a butt plug it's uh it's 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 lost forever it's uh yeah <laughs> i do too many squats to, to pick it back out um but yeah i th- i think there is still a, a a taboo and i don't know if that's gonna go away i i personally try to take the buddhist uh the buddhist angle at this with guys where it's like guys even if nobody accepts you just roll with it just roll i, I get it can be tough and you need connection to like help break down that insecurity because i get it as a guy who has crippling anxiety about things like showing emotions appearing weak and (laughs) being comfortable with things that aren't manly like listening to taylor swift and pink out loud screaming the lyrics in your car which i've come to terms with at least like five years ago now it's it's tough and you don't want to tell your guy friends be like hey man there's this thing uh i do and i don't want to be looked at as stupid and they're like yeah you are stupid yeah that, that does suck but I do think there is a sort of there's a sort of acceptance that when you do find people that you can kind of connect with that like even if society rejects me, even if a woman rejects me for having this, that's okay. Because you're gonna have a great fucking orgasm. Exactly, and you won't care when you're busting a nut so hard your eyes roll back in your head. <laughs> um, I really want to circle back to a really important thing that you brought up here, and that is yeah, um, how fantastic Taylor Swift is as an artist like she is incredible people assume based off the way that i dress which is head to toe black that i do not love taylor swift and that is false taylor (laughs) swift is the best i listened to 1989 pretty much exclusively for one full year before i switched back to other music again (laughs) i i'm gonna be honest with you as soon as folklore came out i would like listen to the whole album like frequently beginning to end folklore is uh, you have to be in the right mood because it's a lot of like sad girls staring out the window and sometimes you want to be hype and that one's just super chill uh, see i don't even give a fuck i'm like going to the gym listening to it and i'm like yeah let's get this money like please tell me about i'm doing bench like tell me about the hurt taylor please tell did me you, more uh how did you feel about red the album red like her earlier more red country and- stuff it was pretty it's good like it's all good i think the only things that i don't really like by her are like the odd country stuff at the beginning but even then like she kind of makes it work like some of my friends were slandering her for god knows whatever reason when the album came out i'm like but it's awesome though like yeah but it's objectively great i really could have done without shake it off being played constantly on the radio that's like the one song that i think uh, have you noticed that with taylor swift they overplay her shit like they yes. overplay the like stuff that's like catchy, like jingly stuff. Like she has mm-hmm. some really great music that you're not getting into, like Out of the Woods from 1989 and New Romantics. Yeah. And you're just like, this is such a solid beat. Why are we listening to Bad Reputation on a fucking loop when all the other songs on that album are better? Yeah, well, it's, 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 one, it's one of those things that like even have you heard a good and I mean, this is kind of different because it's rap, but like I'm a huge Kanye fan. The only Kanye songs I've ever heard on the radio. Stronger. Love Lockdown, Heartless. That's it. And those right. are, those are good those are good songs, but like why the fuck are the why are those the only ones? I mean, obviously you can't play Hell of a Life on the radio where he talks about marrying a porn star and fucking a nun. I get it. It would be great though, but I <laughs> I get it. All right. I think well, that's just uh, the radio. I was gonna say that is probably enough of a tangent for our listeners. They're like, Ray, please stop talking about Taylor Swift. Um <laughs> because i don't think this is the first time that i've gone off on how great taylor swift is uh so that's okay all right you work for a sex toy company did any of this article resonate with you and if so how i mean a kind of a little bit because it's like yeah please normalize the thing that makes me money that'd be great (laughs) um i think also it's uh like we're in the we're in the midst of a pendulum swing i think as i'm kind of detached from like the sex toy mission and my job because it's like just make the memes that are funny but i think in terms of like analyzing it from a culture standpoint like we're in the middle of a pendulum swing right because like i think and i'm curious to know what you think about this i think we're in the midst of the era of moralistic fallacy you know what i mean but and i think we're in the i think we're just exited the era of naturalistic fallacy so elaborate for for our yeah yeah. for the listeners who don't know what that is naturalistic fallacy is assuming because something is natural or deemed the right thing to do Therefore, it is just, 
and moral right, fallacies. Like, so uh, an example of that would be um, developmentally, women have wider hips because it made it easier to give birth to children. Therefore, yes. women should give birth to children. Yes, exactly. Or to further our species, you need a man and a woman, a penis and a vagina, a sperm and an egg to have kids. Therefore, being gay is wrong. Right. That's another really good example. Okay. Versus moralistic fallacy. Moralistic fallacy is the opposite of that. So it's like, because something is morally correct, therefore it's true. So like men and women are the same and there are no differences. That's just not true. <laughs> we deserve equal rights and equal opportunities. But if you're going to tell me, no, women are not, this is just the first thing that comes to my head. Women are not as strong and fast and big as men, or, or they are as strong and fast and big as men. What are you talking about? That's like, that's just not. <laughs> right. Because you can actually that's look at data trends and say, that's actually exactly. not statistically correct. And when you say that you're, there needs to be, I wish there was a middle ground between the two, man. But there is. <laughs> and now I, I can understand it's, it must be aggravating as a woman to hear like the average dude bro be like, I could beat up Ronda Rousey. And it's like, but you can't. But you can't. No. <laughs> and of course, the people who are the most annoying and the people who are the most radical and the people who are going to grind our gears are the ones we hear the most. And that's, you know, then then it becomes, you can delve into the discussion of, you know, the difference, are, are, is feminism and the red pill community the same, but from either sides, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, rabbit hole, rabbit hole. But I think, so like, we're swinging out of the naturalistic fallacy, you know, conservatives aren't against gay marriage. <laughs> like, think about that for a second. The average conservative isn't like, I don't think gay people should be married in like 1960, 1970. No, that's... now it's all about whether trans people should be allowed anywhere. It, it, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. The problems are advancing. It's, it's incomprehensible. Say. Right. So with, with sex toys, we're in the point where before it was like, it was evil. It was like Satan's work. And now some people's issues are like, is the body positive sex positive movement mm. going too far glorifying sluttiness? This right? is where, and, this is where I like being Jewish because like, in yeah. Judaism, you still have like sanctity of marriage and like in the more uh -huh. conservative stuff, you get like, yes, you should be married and you should only have monogamy and like all of that stuff, except that mm -hmm. obviously there wasn't. But even then it was like sex toys were <laughs> sex toys were 100% allowed if it improved the marital bed. Cool. Right. Like that was Judaism. Like even in Orthodox mm -hmm. communities, there's like stores that you go to and they'll have like the at home parties because these women can't be seen going into a store. But like mm -hmm. definitely like sex toys were allowed as long as it was improving the sex life of the couple. Interesting. Yeah, well, you're I, supposed I, I, to you're supposed to both orgasm. You have to like give your wife orgasms in order to fulfill your your like duties to her as a man. In, wow, in shout, Orthodox out, Judaism. Shout, shout out to the Jews. I I think I know I think I know why Hitler's did what he did. Now I think I. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I went out on a limb there, but I'm like, now nah, I'm going for it. I'm 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 gonna talk shit about Hitler's sex life at every single point in time that I can. Honestly, that's a Holocaust joke done well. Um, continue. Thank you. I appreciate. It. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate. It. I was like, I think she'll like this one. Um, yeah. But and so I guess I'll I'll kind of talk about sex toys the same way I talk about like Black Lives Matter and other social justice. Not that I think sex toys, maybe it is a social justice activist thing. I don't know. But I, I guess like when I saw people were like, because I'm a huge basketball, like a huge NBA fan. I don't know if you know this. I mean, you do know I don't know if we second... picked that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Wow. Who, who, who uh, listeners, he's currently wearing a basketball shirt with cut off sleeves. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is a basketball uh, on his shirt as he continues to talk about basketball. Okay, continue. It's a, a tournament I played at five years ago. Um, and so... When when the NBA with the bubble when COVID first happened and they were like, we need to finish the season. They all played in a bubble in Orlando uh, at Disney. And on the court, it literally said Black Lives Matter. Every single player, every single coach, except for two, uh, kneeled during the anthem. Uh, one of the players, which was black, which is an interesting conversation, but I'll leave that alone. Uh, and a lot of people are like, yes, the NBA is doing the right thing. Good for them. Awesome. And my assessment of that is, I don't think it's worth analyzing because the NBA is a corporation, right? Like they're trying to make money. Like <laughs> if their fan base didn't care about Black Lives Matter, it wouldn't be on the court. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they wouldn't give a fuck. No, no offense. Like they, they didn't say, yo, Black Lives Matter and like human rights are important. We should stop yeah. using Nike as our sponsor and like get, <laughs> demand they get rid of sweatshops. They were just oh, like, yo. actually, just so you know, fun fact, after Nike, that report on Nike, they're actually one of the most ethical brands now. Because they themselves oh, really? were actually unaware of sweatshops were being used. Like they, they also were like unaware of their their practices. But apparently, Nike is now one of the most ethical non sweatshop companies that you can buy from. Anyway, okay. continue. Well, I, I, I retract the statement. I didn't know. So, um, but like but the it, the theory behind it stands. Of, of course, of course. And you you could some the conservatives nitpick and say like the NBA 
purposefully ignored Uyghur Muslim concentration camps because it directly hurt their pocket. And so I guess the way I'm looking at it with this, with sex toys and uh, like the sexual revolution, where you're like, is there that middle ground? My take on everything is always, what do you want out of this deal? Whether it's activism or sex or whatever. Like, I'm sure you've, you've seen American Pie where she's like, I want the right place, the right time, the right everything. And then Jess goes, it's not a space shuttle launch, it's sex. And I think what I took from that is sex is always what you make of it. If you want it to be like this grand, loving, like intimate, nurturing experience with candles, with your soulmate, and you guys cry when he puts it in for the first time, fucking do it. I like, I don't care. It's not my sex life. That I'm not going to lie. It kind of sounds awesome. I'd like to do that at least once, <laughs> but, Which but if you want it, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to pick. There's a, yeah. there's a list of them, uh, so but if you want it to be like, nah, just like I have fun. And that's that, like, that's, that's what it is. Right. And like, maybe we shouldn't look to societal narratives to build our sex lives. Just like maybe people shouldn't look to corporations to fulfill their social justice missions now I, I tied it all back together i lost it for a second I'm like, no you're good you're this? there <laughs> you saw bo burnham's inside correct i actually didn't I'm such okay a piece of shit. <laughs> there is one comedy bit where he makes a joke basically about it like with the black lives matter where mm -hmm. it's something like you know we really just as wheat thins really hope that we have your support in the fight against lyme disease you know like and how like corporations now are personalities and we ascribe yeah. things and in fact i trust the company less when they say they stand with something if there's no donation attached, no um, like analysis of if their hiring practices are fair, no analysis on if they pay fair wages, like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, if we want to talk about changing a lot of the economic issues and like societal yeah. issues, we need to talk about sure. like, minimum wage and what you pay like the lowest employee at your sure. company. So you can't be this big corporation saying we stand with this and we care when the majority of the people making shit money in your company for like $4 an hour are all people of color because that's where you're making all your money off of and you pay them less than like, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's shitty. So like, uh, I just don't think a company should ever make a, be forced to make a statement if there's, yeah, they can, but they better be doing something or well, don't make a statement and just fucking do something. Yeah. 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 And just like, just like, look, man, I, I don't, I don't need Ben and Jerry's to tell me what they think about slavery. I know slavery was wrong. <laughs> ben and yeah. Jerry's know slavery was wrong. Yeah, just, you should watch, just make that. Uh, you should watch Bo Burnham's Inside. As an artist and comedian, you should really watch it. I absolutely, I absolutely need it. Um, don't watch it when you're depressed, though. Like, pick, like, a good day. <laughs> okay. And, like, a day that, like, you can go out and be in the sunlight after. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, maybe jerk it after when you're done, you know. I will. I'll just, might just do it during, like. <laughs> yeah, honestly, there was some really good shit there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, should we take a short break? Yeah, probably think it's a good idea. Perfect. Hey, fuck demons. I currently have four new spots available for dating app overhauls. In one month, we'll transform your online dating experience and profile. We'll work on things like your profile pictures, your bio, and actually converting those DMs into dates. If you're interested in improving your dating app profile, DM me at sharewithray on Instagram or contact me through literally any of the channels that we list on the podcast. Look forward to hearing from you. Look We're at back. That. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for our listener question? Yes. So it's a long one. How do you navigate STIs in the lifestyle? You're at a sex club and you see a hot couple or a single. You think about talking to them and hopefully with their consent, getting it on, but you're shy. So you wait. Some time passes and you see them again. They're getting down and dirty with multiple people, which is hot, but also kind of a turnoff. You realize that they have little concern about STIs going from person to person like a free-for-all. You're not feeling turned off because you want to slut shame them. However, you've lost interest in sexually connecting with them and potentially joining because it no longer feels safe. You know this has nothing to do with the other people at the party. However, it is with your own comfort zone. How do you feel safe and non-judgmental, participate, and still have a good engaging time when all you can think about is potentially getting something? Um, please note this question comes from love and is not intended to shame anyone with an STI. That was, I'm sorry, I'm giggling, not like just the question's so long and there's so many factors. I was like, I was like okay, it's about the STIs. Like, I see them going from person to person. I'm like, damn, that changes the entire, whether they're clean or not, <laughs> that changes the entire thing. Oh, we don't say clean or dirty on this podcast. We say STI. Free. Oh, shit. Just, my bad. My bad. Just so sorry. You know. Yeah. How dare um, you? I'm very offended. Can I can, uh, I, can I say, can I say riddled instead? Like, if um, as a, like, as someone with an incurable STI, I'm going to go with no. 
So, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Also, I'm going to say that uh, you potentially also have an incurable STI and just don't know it because we I don't test men die. for HPV and we don't test people for herpes unless they have an outbreak. So you I could, could be, actually, you could be I riddled. Just got tested. You I, could I be. Could, just, they don't test for herpes and they don't test for HPV. Fuck. Okay, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's that's like genuinely. So when people are like, "Are they riddled?" You could be riddled, Nicholas, and not even know. I, I could absolutely be riddled. Yeah. I could be. I could be the riddler. One of, one <laughs> of the reasons I don't like the word riddled is because I'm like picturing like a wormy apple. Like that's the other yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. I was. I was trying to. I was trying to be disgusting on purpose for humor's sake. I wasn't. Yeah. That, and that, now you've offended one, so many listeners. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that one wasn't I'm as not. good as my Holocaust joke. I I I, I, I take responsibility. Yeah. Good. Yeah. The Holocaust <laughs> but, joke yeah. is better. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. Yeah, so STI free and STI. Uh, what was the other one you said? You can just say STI free versus someone with an STI. Yeah, 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 yeah. someone with STI. Okay, so uh, do you want me to answer this question directly? Because there feels like there's multiple parts to this. There are. Why don't we go part by part and we'll go back and forth? Sure. And then let's, if you say anything like super offensive, I'll just, you know, <laughs> gently kick you and then hug yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You got it. You got. You got yeah. the. You get. You get the the rhythm of things. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. How do you navigate STIs in this lifestyle? Well, I mean, I. I personally, I kind of resonate with this because I'm personally like scared as fuck of having an STI. So like, I just always wear a condom. But even then, you can get it without a condom. Skin to skin contact. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You could get it from whatever. Right. So like, I just get tested regularly. And like, like you said, get tested for herpes and HPV as well. Even though you can't, but yeah. Oh, you can't? No, that's what I'm saying. So uh, the way that they test for for HPV in North America is by looking Mm. for cervical cancer in women, which means that they're basically just saying, oh, yeah, like if a woman has cervical cancer, it means she was exposed to one of the few strains that cause cervical cancer. So some strains of HPV cause things like plantar warts or like the warts on your fingers, and some strains cause genital warts. But the same strains that cause genital warts also cause cervical cancer in women. And the places where they've basically like had like mass rollouts of the HPV vaccine, uh-huh. they've all but eradicated cervical cancer. So they don't wow. test you for HPV. They just say get the vaccine and then test for cervical cancer because if you have warts, you you freeze them off. But like it lives in your wow. body forever. So that's one reason why like vaccines are so important to like STIs. That's wicked. So that's one. Uh, the other one, herpes, is skin-to-skin contact. So let's say uh, grandma has a cold sore and is, or is about to have an outbreak and doesn't know and then uh, kisses um, Nicholas Nicholas's uh, hello as a baby on the mouth. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Nicholas goes down on his girlfriend also with like um, a cold sore that, you know, yeah. Nicholas doesn't realize. And then girlfriend now has genital herpes. Yeah, but I think Because of all of that flat. transfer. But I think my girlfriend would be flattered to know that she essentially got head for my grandma indirectly. Right. But then here's what happens. So if you never have like an actual outbreak, you just have the viral shedding and then she yeah. never has an outbreak and then you two break up and everything's terrible. And then, you know, she has sex with a guy, but it turns out she also had viral shedding and maybe was like on the verge of an outbreak, but like didn't or like never noticed it and then gives that guy it. But then he has an outbreak and he knows we can't trace it back Damn. to your grandma. Right. Like that's how herpes is spread. And that's why so it's like she... so not a big fucking deal. Yeah, damn. So she doesn't even get credit for her work. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's really it was grandma who was riddled with uh, uh, herpes, which is wasn't an STI on her, but like became an STI because she kissed you. My herpes riddled grandma. Right. That's amazing. Thank you. Anyway, okay. So when you're saying get tested regular for those ones, I'm like, actually, like we we so like it is a concern. There are some incurable STIs that are concerning to people, but like. The question is like, is it livable? Most people find her- the only people who find HPV unlivable are the people who mm-hmm. like you know end up with cervical cancer get vaccinated, versus like herpes, yeah. which is like incredibly livable for most people. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna change my ignorant ass answer and go get tested and listen to this podcast frequently. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll learn things about how to go about navigating these situations. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's one of those things that like. I don't like you take risks everywhere in life, right? Like getting in a car is a risk. Having sex with somebody is a risk. You always risk pregnancy. You always risk STIs. You always risk. The only way if you're like, if you really can't sit still, I would say like meditate or like reflect on it or talk to a friend that you feel comfortable with before going out and getting sexual again. Cause I've, I've been to that point where you're like, Oh my God, do I have something? Or like, Oh my God, I get somebody pregnant and like, you can't sleep for days. It's not fun. <laughs> The women's version of that is, oh, my God, do I have something? Oh, my God, did I get pregnant? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. I feel that. Um, one thing that I picked out from here is um, the part where they said that you realize they have little concern about STIs. 
but how yeah. did you realize that? Like, did you have a conversation with them or are you assuming that because of the way that they're hopping between these people? You know what I mean? Like some people uh -huh. are concerned about STIs or like, once again, um, they know that they already have herpes or maybe they're not as concerned about certain ones because they're actually friends with all those people and they've had conversations with all of them about their STI uh -huh. status, right? Like, uh -huh. like if you think that person's cute and you are concerned about STIs and their STI status, you need to ha just have a conversation with that person. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if they seem like someone that you don't feel is at the same level of like comfort as you are, then no, you don't need to have sex with them. But you will yeah. find people that you think are cute at a sex club. You can't assume their comfort zone without having that conversation. And it can literally just be like, hey, when was the last time you were tested? What were the results? Um, you know, how many partners have you been with recently? And if you're at a sex club and you feel weird about that conversation, that's on like, or that person gets offended, like they need to grow up and that's not on you. Yeah. Adults can have conversations about STIs the same way that like, you can say something like, What's your exposure to COVID? Have you recently got tested? Yeah. You know, like how many mm -hmm. people you've been interacting with? Are you vaccinated? Yeah. And then I go, I only go out if I'm positive, if I tested positive. Yeah. And you just <laughs> cough on everyone. Uh, yeah. I, no, I spit, I spit on them. Like, yeah. <laughs> much more effective and adds insult to injury. Uh, I kind of assume that when they're like, oh, they don't have any concern. I just assume they're wearing a shirt that says... I don't give a fuck if I have STDs. Yeah. But no, you're 100% you're right. I got nothing to add on. You're right. The only other thing that Just... I think I picked out is that how do you feel safe and non-judgmental participate and have a good engaging time? Feeling safe is a different feeling from feeling non-judgmental. How do you yeah. feel safe? Having the conversations, making choices that feel right for you, using condoms, understanding that skin-to-skin -skin contact might result in something like herpes, but also understanding the risk factor of like what that will, in terms of like how that will affect your day-to-day -day life and mm -hmm. how it will make you feel after that point. Like, mm -hmm. if you know that getting this, you get chlamydia, okay, you go take antibiotics and it goes away. You get gonorrhea, okay, you go take antibiotics and it goes away. You know, yeah. like, there's lots of things that you can do with, with the ones that are, like, curable STIs. And for the incurable yeah. ones, once again, HPV is a real concern. That's why vaccinations are important. Um, mm -hmm. Herpes is very livable for most people with it. And for the ones who it's not, there are medications that help with that. And we're hoping to develop mm -hmm. vaccines against that thanks to COVID technology, like mRNA stuff. HIV yeah, yeah. is very scary for a lot of people, but it is not the death sentence it used to be. Once again, yeah. very manageable for people, very livable. Maybe not for your wallet. That's the only concern. Exactly, um, yeah. So that's in terms of like, how do you feel safe? That's one. How do you feel non-judgmental? I think it's unpacking, unpacking a lot of the stigma and shame that we've been mm -hmm. taught about STIs. Like how you said, like clean versus dirty. Oh, are they clean? And I'm like, the fact that that's the word people know to use mm -hmm. is part of why it's so easy to be judgmental. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, for sure. No, for real. I mean, having HIV and living with it is another great opportunity for a basketball reference, by the way. I'm just going to say. Uh, Magic Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> Feel free. I'm like, I know this one. <laughs> well, I was just, I was going to say, you just go call magic. He'll let you know. Uh, have the, the answer is have a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Which, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah. fucking, but it, that was, that was so groundbreaking when he got it. Cause everybody thought I was like, Oh, you just get it. If you're gay and then magic Johnson has it. What the fuck? Like, I remember some people, uh, in a documentary about it. They were like, I literally listened to it on the radio and we're like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> Magic Johnson has it. I'm going to get it. Yeah, there's, that's the thing. The HIV crisis created a lot of fear. It was almost like, because yeah. you had the free love of the 60s and 70s, and the 80s felt like a lot of like moral punishment for free love. Yeah. And uh -huh. uh, I just want to remind everyone that like STIs are, are bugs, right? Like you don't, mm -hmm. you don't um, go out of your way to say, give me a cold. I welcome illness, right? No one is trying to welcome illness, but everyone's just trying to do their best to make choices that work for them. And yeah. understanding that there's like bacteria out there that are looking for a host body to invade and take over and replicate themselves mm -hmm. in. And uh, mm -hmm. one of the ways that these, these, you know, bacterias are transferred is through fluids, you know, and mm -hmm. we're, we are filled with organisms in our bodies. So, yeah. And yeah. And magic was having a ridiculous amount of sex. Obviously you can just have it the first time you have sex, right? Like you can just get really unlucky, but like he was having an insane amount of unprotected sex with tons of women every day. <laughs> Yeah, just like 50, 50 unprotected sexes every day. Well, yeah, just one hundred, one million, no, yeah. 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 Do you believe? Do you, do you know? Ever heard of the Wilt Chamberlain thing? Enlighten us. Basketball player. He, he said he started having sex when he was fifteen. He died when he was sixty. He said he had sex with twenty thousand women in his life. Honestly, stop track. Like, just stop counting after twenty. 
Like, do you know what I mean? Like, don't keep, you don't need to keep track if you're an adult. So, yeah, maybe yeah, extrapolated. Because I mean, you imagine they have like contest. an Excel spreadsheet of every person he's ever had sex with. And that's how that'd be impressive because yeah that'd be impressive because he lived in like the 70s and 80s so it's like dude how the fuck did you get excel like i don't even care about i don't even care about the women anymore how did you get this technology yeah so he's like yeah don't worry about it um okay this is a really great time for me to promote my sci workshop that i run Um, please please yeah so i mean we are actually recording this uh literally a week before my next one but by the time this comes out i probably won't be running it for a few more months but i run Uh a two-hour workshop on stis and stigma and it's only $35 to attend. And it is with me and another educator named Marissa. And we talk about all of these things that Nicholas himself did not know, including all of the stigma around it and the five kinds exactly. of stigma. And like, you know, how all of the cultural messaging has led us to feel afraid and judgmental of people with STIs mm-hmm. and not see them as just like as prevalent as, you know, colds, the common cold. So um, anyway, guys, check out my my website and also my Instagrams because I'll be posting shit there. And Nicholas, if you yeah. like to take this workshop, I'm willing to offer it to you for free as a thank oh, you yeah? for coming as a guest so we can talk after the podcast <laughs> yeah i'd be down absolutely yeah, yeah okay um are you ready for the sex ed story of the week yes please okay sex ed story of the week we had the classic fishbowl of anonymous questions and each time it was used everyone had to put a question in even if you didn't really have one so one day i didn't and decided to just put down an easy one since i already knew the answer do girls have sex dreams? I assumed he'd just be like, yep, everyone has them, and move on to the next question. But instead, when he read it, this 40-something-year-old man said, no, because they don't ejaculate, and then moved on. <laughs> My little 13-year-old self stared in wide-eyed horror, completely unable to shout out that he was wrong because it would be breaking the stupid fishbowl rules of anonymity. I was vibrating with the need to call this out as I anxiously tried to make eye contact with my classmates to see if anyone else was as shaken as I was, but nope. I had to just sit there and accept that for the rest of my life, I would know that some grown men think you have to be able to ejaculate to have sex dreams. It still haunts me. I'm assuming the story wasn't like recent. No, this is most of these stories are from adults who have messaged me and or commented yeah. on my posts in different Facebook groups. I, I figured I was like, damn, like, yo, this 13 year old is like really well spoken. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> or like this 14. What the fuck? That's awesome. I do know um, some very well spoken 13 year olds, by the way. Oh, it's it's yeah. it, they're out there. They're out there for sure. I'm like, damn, like one listens to your podcast. That's sick. Yeah, that's interesting. You can't have sex dreams because you can't ejaculate. I Maybe mean, he was confused with wet dreams, but women can also have wet dreams. Yeah, and women can't they ejaculate? Um, we we cannot ejaculate sperm, but we can orgasm. Like ejaculation yeah, yeah. usually usually refers to like squirting out sperm. Specifically. Yeah, and, and and then people think like, oh, is women squirt just just piss? And like, even if it is, who cares, right? Like, it's not. Game. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, whatever the fuck it is, it's going in my mouth. I don't care. Like, <laughs> uh, it comes, from the, comes from the skein's glands, not the urethra. Continue. Yeah. Right. So like, so technically they. They can, right? So, like, I feel bad for this guy's wife if he was married. One, Probably. two, that's that's horrifying. I'm, I'm as as a guy who wet dream till he was fifteen because my brothers convinced me I'd go to hell if I jerked off because I grew up super sheltered and Catholic. And then it's a long story of egging people's houses and thinking I'm going to go to jail and then jerking off for the first time and then passing out in my tub because I'd never felt such a strong sensation and couldn't get up for like ten minutes. That's a tough scene. That's a tough spot to be in. I. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, okay. my brother, my, I was in high school. Oh my, my brother and I, my brother and I went to high school together, and uh, we went to like this Catholic, this like all boys Catholic school. You had to wear a suit. Uh, I don't know why my parents were paying the money to send us there. It was insane. And uh, I hadn't masturbated till I was fifteen because I had two older brothers tell me don't don't masturbate, you'll go to hell. I'm like I don't want that, so I'm just not gonna masturbate. So I'd like have wet dreams like every night. Like I'd wake up and just like there's jizz in my underwear and i'm like fuck uh and then one day my brother's friends and i we all like driving around town like let's just egg random houses and we're like yeah that's cool uh and we missed like a lot of the times which is hard to do (laughs) when you're throwing it at big houses uh and then my brother noticed that we were in his ex-girlfriend's uh neighborhood uh and i'm I'm uh, I'm mixing up the people who did this by the way just in case she listens she probably doesn't but uh and he's like yo we're in her neighborhood let's like let's on my egg or car because she like fucked him over and it was just a completely immature reaction by the way we were dumb high school idiots which does yeah. not condone vandalism 
But he went, he ran, and he egged her car, and like a bunch of house lights turned on, and we're like, fucking run! <laughs> so he's like running down the street, and he gets in the car, and we're all like sitting there, nobody says a word. We're like, oh, fuck, we're going to jail. Like, <laughs> like the cops are going to show up at our house tomorrow and be like, yeah, we know it was you. You're going to the to the big house. So like that night, I'm like, yo, I'm going to go to jail, and I've never come on my own. That's awful. I need to do it. So I like went under my oldest brother's uh, mattress and found like a Playboy magazine. This is like in 2014, by the way. He had a Playboy <laughs> magazine. I wasn't born in like 1972 and so I like I like beat off but I don't know that I just pre-ejaculated so I'm like that's stupid like this people's lives are run by this this is fucking dumb and then the next day I was like feeling really horny and I'm like okay I'm gonna try this jerking off thing one more time but this time I'm gonna like go as hard as possible as I'm about to come and I do and like I lost all feeling in my body but my arm's still going and then like I'd like <laughs> I lost my balance and fell in the tub and as soon as I hit the ground I just like exploded <laughs> all over the tub. I couldn't get up for 10 minutes. <laughs> was it good? Oh fuck. I wish I could. If I could cap if I could put that feeling in a bottle, I'd be a trillionaire. Yeah. Okay, well everyone, thank you for listening. Nicholas, where can people follow you? <laughs> Uh, on Instagram at Bueno No Bueno B-U-E-N-O-N-O B-U-E-N-O O. It's two O's at the end. We'll make sure to link that. If you would yeah, like to yeah, join, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. If you would like to join the Deviants Defining Elite, you can join our communities on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/JacksonNewsWithRay. Big thanks to Judah for supporting the podcast by subscribing on Patreon. You are helping to pay my bills. Thank you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Sex News with Ray. Submit a listener question or your sex ed story through ShareWithRay.com/slash/podcast or email SexNewsWithRay@gmail.com or DM me. All of this is in the show notes. Where can you DM me? Through the Sex News with Ray Instagram at WifeBayRay on Instagram and TikTok or at share with ray which is my new sexuality coaching instagram for latex content follow razor latex and for my nudes follow my only fans at razor latex this podcast is produced by me and engineered by josh from josh t films and is hosted at sexnewswithray.pondy.com the theme music is by blink and brilliant and the logo is by dolly shots photography